0: This episode is brought to you by BTR Nation. BTR is a female founded brand that is on a mission to end mindless snacking with their protein bars with a purpose. Snacks get a bad reputation, high in sugar, ingredients you can't pronounce, ultra processed. But what if you had a snack that checked all the right boxes, a snack with a purpose? Because when we snack mindfully, when we honor our bodies, our hunger, our snackiness, we transform our mindset. BTR bars and chocolate truffle cups are made with no gluten, no dairy, no soy, no added sugar, no corn or rice syrups, no GMOs, no natural flavors, no sugar alcohols, no stevia, no inflammatory ingredients, and no gums or fillers. The cleanest label in the category. They only use ingredients that you can pronounce and adaptogenic superfoods like reishi, lion's mane, and cordyceps.
1: They also taste delicious. I always have the peanut butter chocolate chip bliss bars in my cabinet, and Erica doesn't go a day without having the dark chocolate truffle cups. Besides the many delicious snacks to choose from, we love the story of BTR. Founder and owner Ashley Marie found inspiration in an unlikely place at an unlikely time, at the hospital cafeteria. When both of her parents were diagnosed with cancer, her life turned upside down as she became their caretaker, and her own nutrition began to suffer. Ashley was devouring protein bars when she could, as many of us do, to fit in a meal or a snack. Most of the bars she quickly discovered were filled with sugar. After her parents passed away, she founded a bar brand based on their family mantra, be bold, tenacious, and resilient.
0: If you want to try BTR bars and truffle cups, you can save 20% on your order with code Wellness all one word, at btrnation.com. You can also find this link in our show notes and Linktree on Instagram. Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm
1: Allie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys within wellness and how to navigate it all. After Ali experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s, and Erica went through a self-love journey, we created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share
0: them. We are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches and together with our community are learning to live our most purposeful lives by sharing one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys and by talking about them
1: we aim to destigmatize the process. We want you to be your own health advocate, feel educated and informed on the latest in health and wellness and empower you to feel your absolute best.
0: And because we want to bring forth a wide variety of stories, the opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect our own, but we hope the diverse and varied stories will empower you to make the best choices for your own life. So join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness.
1: Hi everybody. Welcome back to Courageous Wellness. We have a lovely conversation with Susie Taft today who is a body confidence expert and she's the founder of a company called scanties and so um and scanties is anti-shapewear We talk a lot about um body confidence today but before we get into the episode, we're gonna do our usual updates and the first one is that courageous wellness woo woo is launching merch woo-woo. um we have yeah we have a great uh, etsy store where you can go and get a crew neck sweatshirt um it's really simple it's white crew neck with courageous wellness's logo on it and we also have that in a mug so if you want any like fun holiday gifts relatively low price points. We tried to keep it affordable. Um, go get your, you know, the wellness warriors in your life, some merch, um, we will be rocking them all holiday long. The sweatshirt's really cozy and comfy. Um, and again, like pretty neutral, check it out. You can go through the link in our, in our show notes as well to, to see it. And then also like just really nice, uh, standard monks to make your protein lattes and your superfood food matchas and all the fun Fun wellnessy drinks that we talk about. Um, so that's kind of a fun update. And again,
0: it's on Etsy. Um, Erica, what's going on with you? <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm gonna make a note for myself too. If you check out our stories on Instagram today, we will post um, about the sweatshirt and the mug, so you can see it. Yes. you know, on, on the gram as well. So you can check that out, but yes, I have some content updates because I feel like this time of year, I, I love to read all the time. I feel like all of my updates recently have been about the books that I'm reading. Um, but I feel like this cozy time of year where you're with family or you're with yourself and just enjoying kind of some quiet time or downtime. It's really nice to kind of curl up with, um, some books. So I do want to talk about uh books and content. But first, I also want to share that one of our sponsors, Odyssey Mushroom Elixir, they have a new caffeine-free revive line that is something that I use as like a mocktail for. Yeah. on a regular basis. I use the caffeinated ones too as a mocktail as well, especially if I'm going to be out later because I can't hang anymore, honestly, (laughs) but, um, but the revive line, which is caffeine free is so great. as like also like a soda alternative, just something to have as like a midday pick me up. And I really love pear and I love pear cocktails and mocktails this time of year. And they have a sparkling pear flavor from their revive line that I don't know how it took me this long to try but it is so delicious. Have you tried that flavor yet? I haven't tried the pear, but I'm I am excited
1: about the Revive. And actually Scott, the founder of Odyssey Elixir kind of launched he talked about Revive on his episode on the show, which was like their new non-caffeinated as you said um kind of branch of the brand. So It originally started, you know, this is fun fact, it originally started for like the festival crowd, like summer festival crowd, but it's nice that they've released a pair because I do feel like that's very autumnal. It's like good for this time of year. And you and I love the mocktails. And I personally, like after the afternoon, even though it's low caffeine, the other ones, like. I don't usually go like late in the day. Like if I was going to do like mocktail time of day, I wouldn't do the one with caffeine. So it's nice mm-hmm. that they have revived now with magnesium too.
0: Yeah. It's so there's like uh functional mushrooms. Mm-hmm. It's just really, it's, it's tasty. It's delicious. The sparkling pear I looked, I think it had one or two grams of sugar in the whole can. Yeah. It was so low sugar, um, just delicious. And so I was really excited to try it. So I just wanted to share that before I go into my books, but you can save 20% with Odyssey with code CW podcast. And so, you know, we only partner and work with sponsors with products that we love and we use. And so, yeah, this, this, the dragon fruit lemonade has been my favorite flavor, but now I think the sparkling pear is, um, is replacing it. So I just wanted to share that, but okay. Books and content. Cause I was talking to Ali a little bit about it offline. So. I am in romanticy, romance fantasy mode. By the time this is released, I'm certain I will have finished Iron Flame, which is the second in the Fourth Wing series, and I I have two hundred pages left at the time of recording, and I know it's going to destroy me. So. I'm preparing myself with some books to kind of soften the blow as I wait for the third book to be released probably next year. So, um I am going to continue with the A Court of Thorns and Roses series. And so if anybody's read them, so I d- the first 3 books are like a trilogy. Like they're one story and then there's a Christmas time novella is the fourth book. And then the fifth book uh, focuses on other characters that you meet in A Court of Thorns and Roses one through three. And so I'm going to start that. And then I'm also going to give my heart and body a break. And I might download one of those like really cheesy Almost like Hallmark Christmas movie books. I don't think that's what they're actually called, but just like like a Christmas, like a thing. Christmas
1: romance.
0: Yeah, like or not, not even romance. I guess like um, like bubble gum for the brain is what I call yeah. it. Just like an easy beach read, like a like a winter beach read, a winter beach read. Yeah. So, yeah, just to kind of like, you know, defunk myself because I I told my husband I'm like I'm gonna need days to recover as soon as I finish Iron Flame. And if any of our listeners are reading or have read it, they'll understand. It took me like two months to recover from the first three, A Quart of Thorns and Roses. And I did binge them. So I was so immersed in that kind of yeah. world and journey. But um, my sister-in-law was like literally texting me last night and was like, it's been a week since I finished Iron Flame and I, I'm just coming out of like that's really funny. My you depression guys have been very consumed by this. It it's 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 yes, all consuming. And it's, the best thing about it too is if you need to get off of social media, it will get you off of social media only because you know the algorithm really picks up on your searches. So if you search fourth wing or you search iron flame, all of a sudden your TikTok algorithm is going to be fourth wing, iron flame. Same with Instagram. And so I cannot be spoiled. So I am not using TikTok at all right now and. It's really healthy, so double yeah. self care. And hey, reading is good for us. So let's yeah. all
1: let's all try to read more over the holiday. Um, but with that being said, we have a lovely conversation with Susie, all the way from Australia today. Um, so should we get to it?
0: Yes, let's do it. Today on the podcast, we welcome Susie Taff, body confidence expert and founder of Scante's Anti-Shapewear, dedicated to empowering women to embrace their natural form, reject unnatural beauty standards, and celebrate their unique and beautiful bodies. When Susie's marriage dissolved in 2015, she took it as a massive call to action. Suddenly, a single mother with three young kids under the age of five, Susie used her manufacturing contacts and design experience to turn her anti-shapewear idea into a global business. Popular in Australia and now hitting the U.S. market, Scanties rejects traditional shapewear's prolonged body compression and the use of non-breathable synthetic materials that can have harmful effects.
1: Beyond her accomplishments, what defines Susie is her empathetic understanding of people's struggles with self-confidence and body image. From her shy days in primary school to her battle with body image, she has found strength in vulnerability. Her goals extend beyond selling a product. She is building a movement, helping people appreciate their bodies as they are, and empowering them to feel good from the inside out. She's been featured in New York Weekly, Grazia Magazine, Mamma Mia, Champagne Divorce Party, Tude Talk TV, and Speak Up. We have a great conversation on Susie's own journey with confidence, body image, and discuss all things shapewear. Enjoy the episode.
0: Hi guys, before we get to today's episode, we want to share how excited we are to offer our community 20% off their first order at Saqqara with code XO Courageous. We have been big fans of the company for years and the Saqqara Life organic meal delivery program is based on a whole food plant-rich diet that includes fresh, nutrient-dense, and delicious ingredients. It's perfect for those weeks you need a refresh or don't have time to meal prep.
1: They also have a clean boutique, which offers delicious food forward, bars, snacks, beauty water drops, and my personal favorite metabolism, super powder, which works to fire up your metabolism, stabilize blood sugar, eliminate bloat and decrease puffiness. The naturally rich low sugar, dark chocolate flavor is perfect for smoothies or simply mixed with coffee and nut milk. I also regularly use the Sakara cookbook full of plant-rich recipes, which you can purchase on their website. Click the link in our show notes to visit sakara.com and use code XO Courageous for 20% off your first order. We know you will love it as much as we do now onto the episode. Welcome, Susie. We are so happy to have you. I love that we can talk to you from across the world. Very exciting. Um, And we're really interested in hearing your story today. And Erica and I were pretty captivated to learn about you and how that's led you into the current work that you are doing. So just for our audience, can you share a little bit about your personal background and um, how that's led you into the world of scanties?
2: Thank you, Ali and Erica. So excited to be here to talk with you both today. So, well, yes, it's been a diverse background, if one could say so. Um, I actually uh, was trained as an engineer. And so in my 20s, I'm leading you right back to my 20s, which is a fair way back now. But um, I I decided I didn't want to be an engineer. So I was doing a master's in finance to go into that um, financial route. And me and my sister at the time, so we're probably she was probably twenty, I might be twenty-two. Uh, we did this international business subject, me and my masters and her and her international business, and it was to find a um, an, a market that was under under tap, so sort of but um, we could enter really easily in Australia. And so at the time we loved travelling, so we went and we did this. We took this assignment very seriously. And we decided to investigate the maternity clothing market. Like neither of us have had a baby. We're both early 20s, not even thinking about babies. And so we actually flew to India. We flew to Thailand. We flew to Bali. And um, we ended up in Jakarta. And then we ended up in China. And long story short, we ended up creating a maternity clothing business. So uh, the and the, our point of difference was we were both Early 20s. So as opposed to designing maternity fashion, um was a really sort of old industry over here with a lot of older people designing. So we had this fresh lens to design real fashion, but to make it adaptable for maternity clothing. So the reason I mentioned that was that is one of the reasons why we 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 try to adapt fashion into into like um with like tricky panels and bits and pieces, we try to change the status quo with what original designs are. And the reason I mentioned that is because that's sort of a segue into after after that business, the GFC crippled that business. Um, but then I went back to engineering. and then when my marriage broke down, I was looking for something that would actually fulfill me from an inside, like from the inside out. I sort of started questioning, what is the point? Like I could be an engineer; it was fine. It earns good money. I could support my kids, but I was having like a, a life crisis where I was like, there has to be more. What is it about? What is the point of this? And so, I had actually made the product for myself, the scanties for myself, um, because I just needed their functionality. Right back when I we exited the maternity business, so that was like back in two thousand and eight, and I would just been wearing them um, for myself, and I didn't even realize that they were commercially viable. Um, because what I've basically done, I wanted to have something that was super thin, that felt like you weren't wearing anything, but gave you like longer leg coverage. um, And it was really breathable. So because I traveled to a lot of hot countries, I love traveling in Asia. And so I needed the um, breathability of it. So I just created a mashup, basically, of exactly what I wanted, sort of stemming back to the engineering and the maternity where you have to adapt things and just Put in different panels here and put in different um waistbands here to make sure it has those functionalities. So that's what the my product ended up being. It ended up being a mashup of yoga pants. You know how you love to wear your yoga pants all day every day. They feel so comfortable and you never you don't even feel like you're wearing them. So they were so I used incorporated that um waistband in that, so it's super soft and sort of the legs in that, but not as long and then for the breathability i've mashed in a cotton panel so it's actually separate from the super stretchy legs and there's no synthetic covering the cotton panel so it's literally like cotton underwear mashed up with super thin sheer nylon yoga pants <laughs> so i uh, know it's really random and i think that i think that um because i don't have a traditional fashion background um, where people they get taught, this is the seams you use, and this is the the type of finish you would use on this, and you need to have a watch that looks like this. um the way I designed it, and it actually did take a few iterations at the beginning to get the actual structural engineering of it to work, what type of stitching we needed, um because in a sh- in a bike pants style, as you'll see in um, athletic wear, it has to be super reinforced because there's a lot of pressure going when you sit up and down, up and down. There's a lot of pressure on those scenes. So, um, so structurally, we did have to do a bit of clever engineering to make them work. Um, but I know I've really <laughs> rambled on here about all of that because the point was they actually, when women wear them, they help them to feel good about themselves and they help them to give them options to wear whatever they like. Some women's thighs rub in in summer when it's hot and they get the dreaded chafe. And if you have that, it brings about it brings about shameful feelings about yourself. It doesn't make you feel good about yourself. So when you put my product on, it feels silky and smooth. And all of a sudden, all of those things disappear. Like you actually feel, and, and that is actually one of my fit tests for them. When I put it on and try a new fabric, when I put them on, I have to literally gasp, oh my God, these feel good and so that is if, if it doesn't feel good if the fabric's a bit too stiff or doesn't quite stretch right and I'm like no nope, doesn't feel good no nope, that's no good <laughs> that's my um that's my testing in the testing phase it has to i have to gasp oh my god this feels so good so there you go that was a very long answer to that question
1: well thank you for sharing that with us and um i, I think you know i think a lot of people women in particular <laughs> can relate to what you just shared and and some of the things that just sort of um grabbed me and Erica is you know you market it as anti shapewear where there's this component of your brand um where you're really about it just embracing our own bodies and what you just brought up actually really rings true where it's like I've never really thought about it this way but if our clothing whether they're overgarments or undergarments are not comfortable, if they're not built in a way for true comfort, it can be really limiting in the way that we feel um, in any experience, like even being present in an experience. And I can relate to the, you know, walking around. Um, I went to Italy last uh, September with my husband and my dad and stepmom. And we did a ton of walking and it was real hot. And I like to wear dresses with sneakers because it's just comfy and and cute. And I had to wear shorts underneath most days because my legs were, I was sweating so much um, that I would like rub and get chafed if I didn't. And then it's discomfort. And then you're like thinking about that instead of what you're actually experiencing. So I think from like a body image and just like a a support for really being able to embrace like being in the moment, these are the little things that sometimes we don't think about until you're there. So it makes a lot of sense.
2: Um, Yes, definitely. Yeah. (laughs) I even remember, I was just going to tell a little story about that exact thing. I remember I got to the airport, we were going on a trip to Thailand and um, me and my ex-husband at the time, and I'd forgotten to, to pack them. And I had to check the bag in and I I, I was like, I cannot survive Thailand unless I, so I checked my bags in and then I caught a taxi back from the airport back to my house to get them so that I could actually go on the trip because I would have been in serious trouble over there because you couldn't buy anything in Thailand. I'm sort of probably a 14, size 14, so um, down the bottom. So in Thailand, those sizes don't exist. So I would have, I literally, my holiday would have been ruined. I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been comfortable.
0: It is so empowering the way you talk about shapewear and even hearing similar to what we've been discussing. But I think we've all, I think maybe not all of our listeners, but I feel like most women have worn uncomfortable shapewear or um, like you see or hear like people double up their spanks and double up different things like that. And, and it's just so uncomfortable and we do it for what reasons, right? Like, is it vanity? Is it because we don't feel comfortable with ourselves? But as you mentioned, like sometimes it really is just comfort or a a way a piece of clothing needs to lay with fabric. And you want to have something that is just a little smoother under the surface. Like it can be a body positive experience. And I think that's something that your brand does really beautifully. And And I wonder too, for anybody who has had maybe a negative connotation with their body or clothes or different types of shapewear, how, how do you really work through your branding and messaging to empower women to love, love their bodies, love themselves, and just use your anti-shapewear shapewear to accentuate that?
2: Um, Very good question. Um, And it's something that I've had to, I've had body image issues myself. So I actually have been sitting on the other side of the fence. And some days you still have them, like some days you'll catch a glimpse of yourself and you'll be like, oh, what? Like, oh, I don't like the look of that. Um, And I think it's, um, you've got to just live it, live it day by day. Catch yourself and remember, like you see, I've got a little tummy. It's like I've had three kids. Do you know what I mean? You're allowed to. I think it's deprogramming all of the marketing that we've been fed that women's stomachs are supposed to be flat. And even with muscles and things like that, women's stomachs are not supposed to be flat. And with and, and like and if your stomach is naturally like that, then that's fantastic. But I think even if you look back to the like the sculptures of Venus and um, older in in beautiful art from older times, the women are not stick thin with muscular stomachs. Um, it's not it's not a general um, shape for a woman, I think. And I think so, it's the deprogramming and it's the daily language that you use with yourself. And I've got two daughters as well. So I find it so important to normalize normal bodies. Um, and including, like, even one of my daughters was like, "Oh, I've got these." She was getting stretch marks, and I remember when I was like twelve, and I got stretch marks for the first time. I was so mortified that these things were in my body, and all the other girls, no one had them. And I actually just really love that I can now just show my daughter. I say, "No, look here. I've got them here too. It's just growing. It's just part of being a woman." And I absolutely love. Like, I follow so many great social media accounts that are normalizing like stretch marks and skin tone and just all of the normal things that women have so that we can start to see what real bodies actually look like and stop comparing ourselves to um photoshop and posing and um airbrushing and all of those things yeah. which we've been fed for so long.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, it's so interesting when you talk about your daughter too and I I think we all have that moment as girls when we realize our like our bodies, our bodies in a different way, or like the messaging from diet culture or society. And for me, I remember it was when I was, it was middle school for sure, which I know can be a little older. I feel like for some people, it happens in elementary school or even so young, which is so sad. But that was the first time I remember it was seventh grade, I think, and girls were talking about the thigh gap. And I was like, what's a thigh, (laughs) right? Like my little 12 year old body at PE was just like, I'm going to run and play and be my little crazy, you know, tween self. And the girls in the locker room were talking about thigh gaps and that it's, I remember it because it was an awareness about my body that was no longer just about, it's like, you know, just like, Oh, my body is for running and playing and swimming. It's like, oh what's a thigh gap? Should I care about that? And and I think that does cross over into all areas of our lives. And I think this, this middle way, and as we talked a little bit off um, recording, you know, Ali and I met through our Buddhist practice and in Buddhism, they really emphasize like the middle way, <laughs> right? Like there's always a middle way. And I think in In the space we're in now, for for good reason, the pendulum has really swung, right? Like the other way of like, let's just embrace our bodies as they are and let's be, you know, so body positive or body neutral and just be who we are. And it's so it's such good messaging. And as we've talked about, like sometimes you do need some coverage so that you don't chafe or so, like we've said, your clothes, can, you know, you can feel good in maybe a silky, more body con dress and you just, you want something a little smoother for your undergarments. And I think having, you know, positive shapewear is a part of that middle way. Just as we're talking, I don't have a question with this. I'm just kind of (laughs) thinking as we're, we're kind of speaking what is coming to my mind as well. Yeah. Well,
1: Susie, just to kind of, um, go off of what Erica was saying. When you, you said you first created um, these for yourself and you were wearing them. And so like, what changed? Is it like friends or family members that you shared with? Like what changed for you when you're like, oh, there's commercial viability here. And like, I want to share this in this way with other women.
2: Yes. Well, definitely. And I suppose it also links a bit into the shame because, we don't talk about if you get chafe, or like we don't talk about the negative parts of that very openly. I think as women, although I do think that those conversations are starting to change, and that is how I started to realize. I had few friends sort of say, "Well, you're wearing skirts and dresses all the time." And as I said, I'm probably like 14. I'm a pear shape, so big, big, bigger hips and booty. Um, And she's like, and you're wearing these all the time and you're not getting chafe, so how do you not get chafe? And I said, oh, well, I have these. And she's like, well, where do you get them? I said, well, you can't really get them. And so I actually just got her some made um, and she tried them and she was like, wow, these are awesome. Um, And so it was actually through conversations with other women and then I realised and I spoke to because I remember telling, and some of my friends, I tell them about my invention, creation, they're like, what? What, what do you mean what's chafe and I'm like you don't know what chafe is and they literally have never experienced it they do not know what I'm talking about and I'm and that to those ladies I'm like oh my god lucky you yeah <laughs> that's absolutely amazing but it's having and so one of my very best friends she I had to really wrap her he- head around the concept because she'd never experienced it um, so she's in those in in that lucky category. However, she still is now a fabulous. She loves wearing them anyway, not for the chafe because they also can give you smooth lines without being um tight. so my my point is, and I think that this is everything I think I'm not sure what Buddhism teaches, but but I think everything is now coming around to how does it make you feel? And it's to do with friendships, it's to do with jobs, it's to do with foods, it's to do with, Um, it's not just like it's to do with so many things we're learning how to relate to things from a feeling perspective I think and trying to shift and 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 move through life um, using how things make us feel um, as our guidance tool basically Um, and so yeah so that, yeah, that's how I found out it was had commercial viability with some women being open and vulnerable with me to tell me that they also have problems and how was I moving through life so freely.
1: We want to take a quick break from this episode to tell you about today's sponsor, Odyssey Mushroom Elixir. Odyssey contains 2750 milligrams of lion's mane and cordyceps functional mushrooms
0: that have been shown to increase brain function, mood, memory and boost energy. With Odyssey Mushroom Elixir, there's no need to settle for a drink that's full of chemicals and empty calories. The flavors are delicious. There are caffeinated and uncaffeinated options, and I love to use it as a mocktail at parties, as an afternoon pick-me-up, and while I love all the flavors, my personal favorite is the Sparkling Dragon Fruit Lemonade. If you want to try Odyssey Mushroom Elixir, you can take 20% off your purchase today with code CWPODCAST, all one word at odysseyelixir.com and all of that information can be found in our show notes or link tree on Instagram.
1: We want to take a minute to tell you a little bit about the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Erica and I are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches. I have advanced training in hormone health and she has advanced training in gut health and together we offer health coaching and corporate coaching through the Courageous Wellness Collective. IIN has taken the lead in the health coaching industry from its inception and provides a comprehensive curriculum that includes 100 plus theories of nutrition, strong coaching skills, and has now joined forces with Chopra Global to offer an array of certifications from yoga to meditation as well.
0: We loved the program and I've had many listeners ask us about continuing their education in nutrition, health coaching, and even just advancing their personal knowledge about food and nutrition. We are very excited to be able to offer a discount to courageous wellness listeners to study at IIN. The program is completely accessible virtually with lectures led by health, wellness, and medical industry experts. To receive 20% off your tuition on any course, use the code Alyssa French 20 at the time of enrollment. We have also included a link in the show notes that will take you directly to IIN to learn more about their wonderful program. I love these
1: stories when it's like you solve a problem, whether it's for yourself or your like immediate community. And then it ultimately it takes on a life and a mission that's bigger than that. Um, And you were just saying like, I don't wear shapewear a lot, but I, there are a couple dresses I own where I can't wear like, underwear with them because you see lines and stuff. It just, you know, from a fashion perspective, doesn't really look good. But, um, so I do have some and I, I was going to put them on the other day with a dress and I did. And I was like, ugh. I took them off immediately.
0: I was like,
1: I just can't today. Like, I don't want to enough. And so I changed my clothes. Like, I changed my dress because I was like, you know, I'm, I just, it's even my husband was like, oh, take those off. Like, he's like, what are you doing? (laughs) It's like, yeah, maybe once a year or something. But it's just, they are pretty restrictive, especially from like a breathing perspective. And I know like technology is getting better, but one thing that you talk about in the context of your brand Scanties is that I'm pronouncing that correctly, right? Okay, great. Just making sure. (laughs) I know it's coming to the U.S. We're going to talk about that. But um, one thing you talk about is the quality of materials too. And I know that you do a certain, like you shared with us about like the yoga waistband, so it's comfortable up here, but you know, lighter in certain aspects. And then you do a cotton um, um, panel, so it's uh, like basically where your underwear would be. And like, you want to be conscious of the the types of fabrics you put down there. So, can you talk to us a little bit about that? Like, what is the fabric? What? Why does the quality matter? Um, versus, I guess, what is the traditional, like spandex or something?
2: So spandex is the stretch in things and then so I use a nylon body nylon spandex so that's the stretch so stretchy nylon so nylon was um, created as a silk substitute in the war for stockings so that was the um, origination of nylon and the reason and so I use but I've got a few different thicknesses so the difference between my nylon and other spanks and those sorts of shapewear might be nylon as well but they are sort of um They grade it like in, like it's sort of up in the 300 GSM thicknesses, whereas my, I've got like a thin as air one, which are 110 GSM. So if you hold them up, like they're pretty sheer. So they're kind of like nearly like a stocking leg, a little bit thicker than a stocking. And then the cotton panel, I actually don't suffer from infections, but I have, I, when I was doing my research, I had, there's a lot of women that are highly susceptible to any synthetics down down in there like in the in the female area they need it to be breathable or they get really bad infections and um and Adele was actually she's in residence in Las Vegas at the moment and she was all over the news because she was wearing her spanx on stage and because she sweat so much she said I was just a pool of sitting in a pool of sweat there was nowhere for them to the moisture to go and so she got a terrible infection as well um performing so it's actually like a re- like something probably you don't think about until post when you start having issues with it but so to have that synthetic to have the natural fibers in the big panel so that it is a really large panel so that makes them also fantastic for any humid or hot weather i hear america's having a heat wave at the moment so for that super super hot weather because um even though it's nylon on the legs it's so thin that it can still breathe
0: yeah, it makes a lot of sense and and it was so funny, Allie. I've been having, you know, in my 20s, I like I would just suck it up, right? I'd be like, "Well, I'm wearing this dress, fashion, let's go." And I would suffer. And I'd be so like sometimes I would get in my car after an event and I would literally take the shapewear off cuz I just couldn't breathe. And you're just it's so uncomfortable. And similar to you, Allie, now that I'm in my 30s. <laughs> like, I'm either gonna change the dress, or I'm not gonna buy the dress that requires it, or I'm just gonna love my little belly and let her be out and proud. You know, I'm like, I'm like you we've talked about like this is my body, and I'm gonna embrace it and let my little belly peek through. But um, it makes sense because when it is hot and it's humid and it's just it, it really can impact your mental health. And so I think it's very cool that you are, you know, really creating this movement. And, and again, like your branding and the the models on your page and the, the, the imagery you use, it's just really, it's empowering from start to finish. And so obviously you're Australian based, but what is your goal or plan? How can us, Americans grab (laughs) some product. Like, what is what is your vision and and what's next for you?
2: Oh, definitely. Well, the U.S. I just love the U.S. I was actually just over there just recently, and I'd sort of been playing around with the idea of a potential maybe relocation. Um, just to give my kids the experience. And anyway, the my two girls have their bags packed. They're ready to go. They absolutely so keen for that. Um. For the American high school experience, I've got one in high school, one will be middle school. And then my son loves his friends here. So he's like, nope, not coming. <laughs> but so that definitely is on the cards. Um, so I have got my, yeah, my US, I've got stock in Texas. And so I've got the US websites live, scanties.co. Um, and so we would, yeah, I just think the US has got so much potential and so many possibilities um, for us to explore. And I would love my next thing I would really love to do, and this would probably go back to my engineering background, but I would really love to dig into the R&D of the period wear and the leak proof wear, because I think that that is the next phase that I can see these morphing into to provide more support for women. Because I know certainly women, um close children and later in life, um, the just LBL like bladder leakage can be quite um probably shameful as well so mm-hmm. just um being able to create some and and research and develop what is the cutting edge technology in fabrics that absorb um liquids I would really love to stick my engineering brain into that and see how I can adapt and mash that up into really functional um, underwear as well
1: yeah that's interesting because they like in the last so many years that movement has definitely taken off and only recently there's some um just studies coming out of with certain brands where be back to the conversation about the quality of the fabric or what type of fabric that there's certain, um, brands that use that chemicals in the fabric that are not safe for vaginal health and just sort of like general, um, like reproductive health too. And so, you know, we always are talking about you know what kind of food we put in our body or what what kind of creams and and um beauty products we put on our body but it's like another thing and even in the context of like plastics i feel like the i feel like fashion is sort of the next frontier because i heard this thing recently about like all the microplastics in some of our clothes and you can't be crazy about all this stuff you know you can't like go stress yourself out that you're going to make yourself more sick otherwise but um, just having an awareness of that and even like how you have very consciously elected for like breathable cotton, um, panels, I think it would be so interesting to, to see now that we know some of the maybe side effects of these kind of initial phases of the period where, which is great in concept, um, what like the next kind of iteration of technology around that would be. And, um, that that's really exciting. Well, I know that we are interested. We we will be checking you out and we hope our other American listeners too. We have a lot of we have a lot of international listeners, but definitely majority in the US and Canada. So, can check those out on your website and um yeah, and it's exciting it's just exciting to see and I love you know, as entrepreneurs I love seeing people who are really committed to solving problems um, that are unique, but also like so many of us deal with, you know, and I'm just also curious, can you share with us a little bit about, because I think this is important. We, we touched on your branding, Erica just touched on it, but I would love to hear from you, you know, you shared about your own kind of struggle with body image and, and kind of overcoming or, or having tools to overcome that. I guess my question is maybe what are your tools like in your own toolkit that you use when that can flare up? And if it does still for you at all, um, because I know for some people, it's definitely a lifelong, you know, process. And, um, can you tell us a little bit about your just like your consciousness around branding for this
2: remembering what your body does for you i think as before you were saying when you came to that realization when you were 12 and it runs and it jumps like our bodies keep us alive our bodies allow us to go and see our friends our body do so much for us and i've actually just been really investigating lately how much of our in how much we blame our bodies for everything about like it seems to be the 3D interpretation of every other feeling and emotion we have going in our life and our self-worth and we funnel it all into this one object. Like we're not funneling it to, like, funneling it to the cat, are we, or to the dog. They're allowed to look how they look and we love them for it. They're slobbery and they're, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And they probably chew things and we still, do you know what I mean? We funnel it into this yeah. one 3D representation of ourselves and we make it cop. Everything. Yeah, absolutely. Everything that all our self-worth, our lack of self-worth, our lack of confidence, and it all gets funneled into, I think it's because it's something we can physically see. So, so it's sort of, we need to, yeah, transform that into the, what the doings are of it, not what it's looking like is so tickle.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And you make so many good points and we, you know, like we've done episodes with, um, we did a great episode on, um, reclaiming body trust, um, which I think is the, uh, the, that's the title of, uh, their book. We had authors, Hillary and Dana on our show to discuss, um, yeah, their book reclaiming body trust. And we've, you know, explored, and I've really explored individually, like the healthy at every size movement. And, and we know now, right. Like healthy does come in so many different shapes and sizes, and there isn't a one size fits all look. Um, but yes, like, I think it's really dismantling generations of, um, you know, like you said, why like this, this, this control we put on our bodies and we could go into all the reasons why, and clearly it's, it's an international issue, (laughs) you know, because for yeah i think it's 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 a generational issue that i think millennials and gen z and um gen x were really starting to unpack um hopefully for the future cuz i see when i'm with my friends who have daughters and children and you see like it it is it's it's like our bodies are so much more these little angels you know and these little cute babies and kids and we're so much more than our bodies and so yeah thank you for sharing all of that and and you know as we begin to wrap up we always conclude with three questions and the first is what is a part of your self-care practice and self-care routines how do you take care of yourself as a busy entrepreneur and mom and woman in society
2: oh my number one go-to always is a bath i absolutely love it and i play this little game when I'm in the bath, and what I do is I close my eyes and I think you could be in any bath in the entire world right now and it would feel the same. So I, like, picture I'm on, like, a, in a penthouse overlooking the ocean or in, in do you know what I mean, in the most luxurious hotel because if you closed your eyes in that luxurious hotel and you were in that bath, it would feel exactly the same. So I love to play that <laughs> in my little 90s style bathroom but but I just think to me the bath is like an equalizer it feels the same for everyone no matter where you are if you're lying in that beautiful hot water and I just love it I don't know I I don't know if I'm part mermaid or something (laughs) but I just when I hop in every time it's just that just feels so amazing so I would nearly have a bath every day (laughs) and that keeps me it just it just feels so good (laughs)
1: Yeah, I think, uh, well, it does. It relaxes your nervous system too. So there's real, you know, there's real science in that. Erica is such a bath person. And every time I take a bath, which isn't as much as I'd like to, I'm like, this is amazing. (laughs) I like to put salts in it too. Well, thank you for sharing that. And um, the second question is, what does being courageous mean to you?
2: Being courageous to me is, to keep going, to just keep going, even when you can't. I, I once had someone tell me she was like, it doesn't matter what you do, you've just got to do something. And over time, a little, little, and, and like a little by little, a little becomes a lot. So if you just do one thing, to and some days, some days are t- hard. Like some days, your hardest days are actually to just get up and make your bed and 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 put clothes on. Some days I'm crying, like catastrophically in the kitchen and being courageous i think is to just accept that i am sitting on the kitchen i have a stool in the kitchen i cry on it's a low like one of the kids stools and to just allow myself to feel all the feels and then courageous is to actually get up and to keep going and not every day is bad obviously but it's much easier to be courageous on a good day than it is to be courageous on a hard day and on and being courageous on a hard day is also remembering and remembering and being grateful. Like I instantly go back to my, like the things I'm immediately grateful. Like we have a, I have a house, I have a car, I have three beautiful kids. Like I'll look for, if it's the sun is shining, like really pinpointing those little bits of gratitude in your everyday and really sitting in how grateful you are for them and how lucky we are. There's so many people with so much less. So I think being courageous is, yeah, it's on the hard days, See, remembering all the good things and to keep going.
0: I love that. Thank you so much for sharing those. Um, yeah, it is so much harder to be courageous on the hard days and great points. So the last question that we always ask is, is there a book that you'd like to recommend to our audience on any topic that has just meant something to you over the years?
2: I am actually going, the first one that popped to mind is actually, it's a it's, it's an older book and the lady's no longer on this earth, but it's Annette Till I think, but um, the body is the barometer of the soul. And so it basically links all the emotional linkages um, to any physical ailments that we have. And I use that book every, like every week <laughs> I would be looking up something in that. Well, what is that talking about? And it links all the body systems or the chakra systems and It is just the most amazing book. And if you actually read the whole thing, it just, it's got advice. It's got advice. If something goes wrong with your car, what's the emotional linkage and what you need to work on? I just find it, I find it the most amazing book ever.
1: Well, thank you for the recommendation. And if anybody wants to just repeat for us, find you, follow you, buy your product, where can they do that?
2: So the website is scanties.co. Or we're definitely on Instagram um, and the handle is just scanties, S-K-A-N-T-I-E-S. And then all our all our contact info um, will be there as well. Any questions, susie at scanties.co. Feel free to email me and yeah, hope to see you there.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, Susie.
2: Thank you, Ali and Erica. It's been great conversation.
1: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a
0: different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch via our website, www.courageouswellness.net, where you can also find additional info about our health coaching services, virtual group events, newsletter, and more. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica. And we're Courageous Wellness.